0: Welcome back, learners, laughers, and leapers. We're going to wax poetic on kombucha, and more specifically, Lake State Kombucha of Minnetonka, Minnesota, with mom-son duo Michelle and Drake Ellingbow. Your questions answered on alcohol content, why to buy local, reverse osmosis, and probiotics. Let's leap in. So today we're talking to the owners of Lake State Kombucha, the founders and owners, Drake and Michelle Ellingbo. So welcome guys. Hello.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming. So I found you guys. I did not know about your company until I was looking for a locally sourced kombucha. So I kind of want to pick your brains about, you know, how this started. And then by the end of this, we're going to get everybody on the booch bus. Yeah. You started brewing as a healthy alternative to energy drinks. Yes so tell me about that you were drinking like red bull and
2: yeah so um michelle and my dad own a construction company and so growing up i worked for them and so while i was in uh school at the u of m i was doing construction full-time plus doing school full-time i was just drinking two plus red bulls a day sometimes it was really bad because i was just trying to stay awake and i didn't know that that was really not how you fuel your body right and And of course, once you get on that cycle, then you need more to stay, to stay high. You got to ride the bull. (laughs) Literally, that was me. Yeah, it was was really bad. But now I know why, because that's pulling energy from your body rather than kind of giving your body fuel. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: we ended up working on this chiropractor suite in Mm -hmm. St. Paul. And at the time, he actually had his own brand of kombucha so we were introduced to kombucha through him and you know it started drinking it was like wow this stuff is this is really I actually really like the taste of this and I I really feel good when I drink this so I definitely noticed a difference and we started buying it from him a little but it was expensive we wanted to drink it more and I was like well let's just try making it and you know found some recipes on the internet and started brewing it in the kitchen mom's kitchen and you know I was like gosh this is really fun and I like I liked brewing and kind of realized how much I liked that and then sharing the product with people it was like this is really cool and and then i also felt way better so mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of where it all came from and you know over the couple of years after that probably i don't know three four years of just kind of messing around with the, the brew and the recipe taking the, my scobies with me to different <laughs> houses that i
0: move to um taking my scobies yeah so michelle had you heard of kombucha before
1: uh, yeah i had some friends that were brewing it but it was pretty new to me as well okay and then so we just were like okay this is so good for us and we're because we're actually really healthy in the sense of you know we're super active and mm-hmm. we know like what we're supposed to be doing yeah and eating wise i think we eat pretty healthy but i think we that both, was my you know, one advice that was our yeah <laughs> I was like, I was, mm-hmm, yeah my
2: one it was really bad but yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so we just knew that, like, okay, this is a good addition to, you know, swapping out. Because I drank a ton of Diet Coke mm-hmm. Ooh, also. Uh, so, also and I like, knew, poison. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I had quit drinking Diet Coke prior to this. I had, but I did drink quite a bit of it mm-hmm. up until, you know, close to that time. And so I knew it wasn't healthy. And so it was like, okay, this is a really good healthy alternative for us so yeah um, so talk about the difference between red bull
0: drake and kombucha <laughs> drake like could yeah. you just feel oh, the scary. difference yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: well yeah um that's actually kind of crazy because gosh i i don't know it was a couple years after i got off of red bull that i finally felt better so hmm. like the effects of that lasted for wow years like my body wow. needed years to detox and it that's scary I, oh it's it's absolutely it horrifying like And people, I mean, we see, because we do a lot of demos in stores where we're handing out product and watch, oh, it's like it hurts just to see people buying, you know, whether it's pop or
1: energy drinks.
2: I mean, it's all horrible. It really is. It's so bad for you. And Mm -hmm. I know because I felt just terrible for years where... I'm sure you've heard of um, adrenal gland fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I had that. We're going to do an episode that. on that, by the oh, way. Cool. I'm very curious about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm excited to, yeah. to hear that one because I, I know I had it. I mean, I, would, I was just like chronically tired and just felt awful all the time. And now I drink, you know, I drink coffee because coffee tastes good and I still like a little caffeine. But there was definitely that period of time where I wasn't drinking energy drinks um, and I could just tell that I was detoxing and finally feel like I'm, I got it out of my system. So I, I feel a lot better, a lot more sustained energy versus mm-hmm. a crash. You, yeah. And that spikiness of, yeah. because with caffeine and like, you know, I think some caffeine's fine, but o- if you overdo it, you're forcing your adrenal glands to work when they're not Over time. supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you do that every day and every day and. It's just not good for us. So, I'm a and lot for more you too,
0: Michelle. It. It, did you
1: feel the same thing? Like it took years to. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Diet pop and stuff is just. I think it builds up in your system and all that. You know. And my backdrop story with diet pop is kind of bigger. That's a whole. That'd be a whole nother episode. <laughs> I ended up with um, breast cancer, oh. and that was from. I know. You know. And my doctor said eighty-five percent of breast cancer is environmental. And I was drinking a ton of Diet Coke, even though I was super active, we were super active in karate, I was doing Diet Coke and pizza, and when you're mixing like that Diet Pop with nitrates, which is in so many foods people yeah. consume, mm-hmm. that is like a... Yeah, death sentence. Yeah, it's like a disaster (laughs) waiting to happen. And it causes cancer and carcinogenics in your body. And so just making a few switches, I think, is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And just changing a few little things.
2: Yeah, to that point, that was part of kind of why we wanted to start a company off of kombucha was because. As really active family, you know, yeah, growing up doing martial arts, we do a lot of lifting. Running. You used to do a ton of yeah. running. Always going. Mm-hmm. Like our version of relaxing is like being in the in the gym. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So <laughs> super relaxing. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but that was something for us. We're like, you know, there's a lot of people who are trying super hard to be healthy. Yeah. And I think it gets overcomplicated where it's like, you know what, you can have a product that tastes good and is actually good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not the way that most people think we're full of sugar so it tastes good like no that's not that's not good for you and so that's kind of was one of the big reasons why we wanted to start a company it's like we want to help people and we know how helpful this has been to us And it's a simple thing where it's not a silver bullet it won't fix your life but if you add this into an overall lifestyle you're just going to help boost your you're going to feel better you're going to Mm -hmm. boost your immune system all these things and so that was a big motivator for why we wanted to start something up. Yeah. And
0: so let's go back it. to what kombucha is and, you know, why it's so healthy for you. From my understanding, it's a mix of green and black tea at its core, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's ultimately it's just fermented tea so, okay. or sweet tea, I should say. So anytime someone says kombucha, it's just fermented sweet tea. There's different ratios on the teas and stuff. We like if you Google the kombucha recipe, you'll find like, Black tea, sugar, water, and then add your SCOBY. And that's like the Mm -hmm. basic recipe. We use green tea because it kind of helps lighten the flavor up. Where some kombuchas are really pungent and really um, vinegary tasting. Okay. Um, The more black tea you have, and of course how much you ferment, plays into that. But for the most part, if you have a lot of black tea, you're going to get more of a stronger vinegary, pungent taste. So we add in the green tea just to kind of adjust our flavor. Plus that's kind of how we can you know make our product stand out a little bit and when you ferment the the tea that culture that's living is producing a bunch of good bacteria so from my understanding and i'm not like a microbiologist or anything oh
0: come on yeah i
2: know (laughs) just add that to the list right um the scoby which is what does the fermenting, is a that stands for symbiotic culture of bacteria and
0: yeast. So I did not put two and two together on that. I've heard yeah. it described before, but no one said that's the acronym. Yeah, so that's
2: why it's called a SCOBY. It's like the Duh. weirdest word, right? Okay. Um, and so the bacteria and the yeast are living together. And is what happens is the sugar that you put in, which for us we use organic cane sugar, and that's all you should really use. You should never use any other type of sugar yeah it's just not yeah so your yeast will eat that sugar and when it does that it produces carbon dioxide and alcohol then the bacteria eats the alcohol and produces good acids like uh, lactic acid or glu glucuronic acid. I, hopefully, I pronounce <laughs> oh that gosh. right. And that's that's like the very the basics of the process. That's about as much as I know of it, without getting like way into the science. Mm-hmm. And
0: um, do you do two fermentations?
2: So we don't. That's a good point, though. Um, it, a lot of brands and a lot of home brewers mainly will do what's called a secondary ferment. So. They do that initial ferment, you get it to where you kind of think it's about right for taste. You remove the product, they're the liquid from the scoby, most of the liquid, put it in a separate vessel, and then they leave it out with maybe another sugar source. So either people will either sprinkle some sugar in or, or fruit. Or fruit, yeah, yeah so strawberries, or whatever. And then leave that open for another couple days at room temperature. And that will then do a secondary ferment the sugars that are in that new source will get eaten up and you'll produce a bunch of carbon carbon dioxide so that's where most people will cap it during that process to try to capture all that carbon dioxide because they like the bubbles we don't do that though we do our single ferment and then we're done i was
0: gonna ask you about that
2: yeah and that there's a bunch of reasons for that one of the big ones is like we wanted to just have some sort of differentiation you know when you're selling um, a product on the shelf you can't be the same as everyone else or you won't you won't survive
0: it was making a point to differentiate yourself yeah. from the others
2: yeah yep um and then you know there's some health stuff that we're finding too mm-hmm. about carbon dioxide or carbonation that's actually not good for you oh boy
0: um, <laughs> okay what is it, what is it? For you? yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is what for is most it? people
2: actually um a lot of people like fizzy stuff but there's not a ton of research yet,
1: but... Well, we don't know. Yeah, there's a. it's hard to find anything on it. And I think that's because it's, there's, it's such a big market. Yeah. And we are fueled by... People are fueled by carbonation, you, mm-hmm. you know, waters, and it, and it sells. And so there's a huge market, so it's harder to find information on it. But yeah. there has been several studies done about how it's not, you know, it's really not healthy for your body. Your body doesn't really know how to, to process it. Pro- yeah. It doesn't know what to do with it. And so a lot of times, especially if there's caffeine with it, it will pull the calcium from your bones. That is oh one of the big studies they have for sure done. And then the doctors, which is the program on TV, they finally did an episode on it. Not that long ago. And Ooh, we, we pulled right. it yeah. up and we were like, Oh, they're finally starting. So some people are finally starting to talk about it. Like, yeah, this isn't actually good for you. All this carbonated water that these kids are drinking. <laughs> so it's just really not. And plus yeah. you're, you give like, nothing no. is good for you anymore yeah
0: it's just except for the boots. well so. there, are,
1: right, the booch. if it's in this a certain kind of water that's natural like is that like the seltzer water there's yeah. one particular kind of water where it naturally kind of occurs okay that they get from another country i think it's like france or something there's a certain kind that isn't necessarily that bad for you but they were talking about you know people need to really start limiting it it's really yeah. not that there's a lot of Things about it that aren't really healthy and like if you talk with like chiropractor or homeopathic doctors they will tell you the carbonation isn't really necessarily good for you when it's forced into a product yeah. if it's, naturally, if it's occurring, naturally occurring it's okay but most kombuchas are forced carbonated which means they're adding that after ferment it's not necessarily a good thing and and we do a lot with athletes that's our big thing and carbon dioxide is really it's acidic for one
2: so you can oh, mess yeah. up your pH. Right. You know, eating everyone knows like eating a ton of acidic foods is not good. Well, if mm-hmm. you're drinking ten LaCroix in a day, like what do you think that's doing to your gut right. health? And a lot of people say that too. They're like, well, oh my gut, I, I feel kind of like yucky when I drink too much carbonation. Well, it's because your gut doesn't like that. It's too much. Yeah. So you guys so,
0: don't even drink Lacroix. No, no. Sorry. So water no, and kombucha. Just, yeah. Water and, and kombucha. Some yeah. Just, yeah. I also wanted to ask you about the reverse osmosis water. You oh, yeah. use that instead mm-hmm. of regular water. Yeah. Why?
2: Well, so like tap water is, you should not be drinking tap water either. <laughs> You're
0: killing it me, you guys. You your house. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to dig my own grave <laughs> yeah. now. Like, why, why even try? Well, so. Baby step.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's baby step.
0: It's baby step. So the tap water is bad because it's
2: got the fluoride, it has chlorine, it has I thought fluoride in
0: small doses is good for you. No
1: it really isn't you don't but want to drink that you, fluoride really isn't good yeah, for you like you don't there's want to drink that. lots of studies that say it's not but mostly it's the chlorine yeah. that kills your any good bacteria so when you're yeah. drinking that on a daily basis so
2: right because you think like they have to treat the water so that it doesn't get you know bacteria because water will mold if you just leave water out it'll mm-hmm. it'll mold yeah and so they it, there has to be something done for your running water which is no problem but when you're drinking that you don't That's just not healthy for you. You're drinking chemicals. Like, you wouldn't drink pool water, right? Right. It's obviously more concentrated, I know. (laughs) But this is kind of a side tangent. We're really big on reverse osmosis water, so this is a tangent. But... We did. This is Robbinsdale water. You can measure like how much stuff is in the water by what's called total dissolved solids, or TDS.
0: And the county does, or the city does this for you. Well,
2: no, they they do have oh. their counts, but it's not like it's like published or anything. Oh, but you can buy like a little meter on Amazon for like eight bucks. Yeah, it's not expensive. And it reads it, so it says there's 500 TDS parts per million. In water, well, so five hundred is considered toxic by the EPA. Anything over five hundred. Minneapolis water, I should yes. say, was at about four hundred fifty.
1: Oh, mine runs into the. So just short coming. of being toxic.
2: Or over. Or sometimes. over.
1: A lot of times it's over, and then when you heat it, it actually concentrates it and makes the ke- the chemicals in there worse. People yeah. think, oh, if I heat it, no. it's going to burn off the chemicals because I'm boiling it. No, that's sterilizing your water, but you're actually concentrating the chemicals. The chemicals aren't even yeah, more and so then you're getting up into the 6800 and people are literally heating that water and using it
0: mm. so
1: it, it's really but reverse osmosis is it, it, it's so much cleaner And even if yeah. you used filtered water is good but it's better so yeah.
0: did you have reverse osmosis water in your home when you were growing up drake
2: well we didn't have it in the house but we'd go to like a cub or you know buy distilled or something some sort yeah. of filtered and you want filtered you either want, like, reverse osmosis or distilled. Tap water was at around 450 parts per million. When you use a an RO system, mine was at, like, 16 parts per million. Wow. One of the breweries is really good, and it's at, like, 4. Oh,
0: my god! And there are, people,
2: there, are, there are people out there, excuse me, who will argue and be like, wow, well, you need those minerals, and you really don't. Because the minerals that they're claiming you need is basically salt and magnesium. You've well, dissolved. and again,
0: yeah. Yeah. we don't know... <laughs> Whether we should trust the government or not, because they also told us that, you know, a lot of other diets were good in the past and <laughs> right, they were not. Right, right. And, and you can eggs are poison and right. Yeah, but like you
1: can easily. A lot of people, if they have reverse osmosis, will do like the drops of the minerals, which you can, and that's okay, but yeah. you really don't need to spend money on that. All you yeah, need to no, do no. is use Celtic su- sea salt. You just get rid of table salt out of your home altogether, yeah, and use Celtic salt. sea salt or Himalayan sea salt, and you're replacing those minerals. And if you're eating a healthier diet, you're getting them in your fruits and your vegetables, yes. and they naturally occur in things that we eat every day. Yeah. So to say that you're losing the minerals, are you really, I doubt it, in Probably tap water. No. No, no. And what about the cost? For reverse osmosis
2: the system we have at the brewery I mean there's a little bit of an upfront cost of course just because mm-hmm. it's you know equipment but you know as you use the water and we use so much that it, the cost is like so minimal like our water is I don't want to say it's free but it's very you know very <laughs> cheap so um and then for in our houses we bought some we some systems off Amazon have them, yeah. like a- APEC APEC, A-P-E-C. A-P-E-C. yeah, very good. And you have to
1: insult- $200. install. Yes, two hundred dollars, yeah. two hundred bucks. Super easy Under to install. Sink. I mean, people, you know, are getting more and more where they're starting to realize their water is not clean, and, yeah. you're and especially
0: that. if you're like you started out saying that people that are trying to be healthy yeah. are missing the mark sometimes. This is a huge thing because yeah. they're trying to get eight or sixty-four ounces oh. of
1: water a day, right. and they're drinking stuff that's toxic. Well, and actually, <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. There's lots. So hard. Of Things. You're just not going to see a lot of reports out in the mainstream on these kinds of things because they're considered alternative medicine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really? they're linking yeah. the weight gain in our country to our tap water. There's yeah. because there's so right. many chemicals and there's things in there that they have to do for treatment purposes. You, it's causing weight gain in people. Well, and it makes sense because you stick all those chemicals, your gut bacteria cannot survive. When your gut is not healthy, it causes. Wreaks havoc Inflammation. On the rest of, well, everything. Yeah. I mean, and it's, the, your, base it's your second everything. brain, so and it. if that's not, and that's the thing with kombucha, is it's it's really helping your gut become healthier and and Mm -hmm. and so i think understanding that as a society i think people are starting to see that they are starting to say okay your gut is important and it's like that is causing so many problems with sicknesses and you go back to the gut and you fix your microbiomes you're going to have a lot more success than oh i'm going to the gym every day i've been at the gym for a year i haven't lost a single pound Uh, Mm -hmm. why am i not losing weight or and so i think baby steps of people instead of like trying to like do all these things at one time if they just do smaller steps I think it would help people you know and kombucha is part of that you know drinking something that's living and raw and getting away from something that's pasteurized because we don't pasteurize and Mm -hmm. oh I'm buying orange juice oh that's healthy no it's really not healthy if it's shelf stable it's really not healthy you know none of those things are living and raw they're not helping your body I mean yeah you're sort of fueling yourself but you're not fueling yourself The right way. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you guys talking about that because we also did
0: an episode on your microbiome Um, and that being your second brain. And so I am kind of getting a better understanding of it. And you guys look healthy. Do you, could you, can you honestly (laughs) say though you feel healthier on the inside yes yes like my second brain agrees with me yes yeah i've i feel like and
2: i yeah i don't know i feel of course i am getting a little more sleep than i used to but which is also a very big thing but i i feel like i'm I feel better now than I pretty much ever have. Really? Yeah, and I th- I mean, I was on I was on energy drinks for a long yeah. time. Like it wasn't like oh this was like a year, like no, this was it was a way too long. Oh man. Um so I mean, I feel so much
0: better. Yeah, than, yeah. And I just
2: sustained energy and just happier, you know, mm-hmm. like like you you talked about the the second brain and that's that serotonin that's produced in the gut. It goes and affects your brain mm-hmm. and so you literally can be happier when you drink kombucha like that's mm-hmm. actual yeah. science
0: <laughs> so like, cool. going back to the first brew that you guys did was it yeah. together or was it just you by yourself no it was yeah. together yeah. you kind of figured it, it out we're yeah. like
2: okay let's look this up okay what do we need and brew the tea and, and all-
0: based on what you've talked about it sounds really scientific actually so how complicated was that
2: it is but it isn't so like if you're a home brewer it's super easy like we have things that on a commercial level that we have to be careful with you know we have to track our lots and we have to be really careful with sanitary everything Mm -hmm. and um so that side is like complicated in that sense it's still really not but i just have more things to keep track of if you're a homebrewer, like, you literally need, like, a, we use pickle jars. Like, I went to Costco, yeah. bought a couple of pickle jars, tossed the <laughs> yeah. pickles. What? I toss well, the pickles? I ate some of them. I think I ate some of them. <laughs> There's a lot so of pickles. pickles. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. Uh, but then I just, you know, clean that out and then use that. And you put your scoby in. You put your, your starter fluid, which is what I call it. <laughs> um, and then your sweet And that was it. And you just let it go and then once it's ready, you know, you pour out how much you want, you leave a little leftover, starter fluid, and then you just keep keep doing it. And how
0: did that first batch turn out? Good. I think it was good. It was strong because Was it just a generic flavor yeah. yeah it was it so it was just, just raw, black tea black tea
2: yeah plain kombucha um, it was good it was good yeah. yeah i mean our our stuff was pretty strong back then it was probably somewhat <laughs> you're zinging all it was day probably <laughs> fairly alcoholic <laughs> 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 uh, probably that's good. why
1: everybody liked <laughs> it so ah. Probably a
2: good two
0: percent alcohol but um <laughs> that's all the, ba- so, the
1: back door sales <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah and on the other side of the house we've yeah. got alcoholics anonymous no yeah um <laughs> From what I understand, the more sugar that you add, the more alcohol content it's going to have.
2: Yeah. So if you do a ton of sugar, you know, that yeast that wants to eat sugar. Um, So like in beer brewing, you know, they add yeast um, and that's that's what eats the sugar. And that's what does the whole beer fermentation. Well, for us, we have yeast in there, but that's not the main like there's also bacteria that's also part of that. So it's that balance again. But yeah, more sugar and then more time. So the longer it sits the more and more, you know, alcohol you're going to get.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, you have to keep it down to a certain percentage. That has to be really closely monitored. Yeah, well, yeah. In order so, to sell in stores. Right, and
2: so that's, that's again, where it gets complex on a commercial scale. But if you're homebrewing, like, it doesn't matter, you know. It's actually better for you to have it a little on that stronger side because it's given it time. It's giving the uh, SCOBY time to do its work, all those good things to kind of bubble up and then you have a good product whereas ours is still really good but we just have to be very careful on how we how long we brew how much leftover we use how much sugar we use so all that's just monitored so it's still very it's obviously a really good product still but i wish we could i wish we could make it stronger sometimes
0: I mean but, you can well, because you're the brewer. Yeah. Not to sell in stores, but yeah, I mean yeah. if you wanted to make it more alcoholic and drink true. it at home, <laughs> yeah,
2: you're you welcome to. Yeah, what
0: is the percentage they say it has to be under? 0.5. Oh jeez. So half
2: a percent. So it's yeah, yeah, really that's low. very low. Yeah. Um there's a lot going on right now in the kombucha industry, um, where they uh, it's called Kombucha Brewers International. It's like like craft beer has a craft. Brewers Association and guilds and all that stuff mm-hmm. that try to help the industry as a whole. And brewers are a member of that. Well, there's Kombucha Brewers International. We're not a member of it, at least not right now, but I know that they're doing a lot where they're trying to raise the the level to I wanna say one point five percent. And okay. so we'll see what happens. I was um,
0: just listening to another podcast about kombucha and this oh, guy yeah. said there there was a guy experimenting to see if he could get drunk off kombucha and he drank himself sick not because of the alcohol just because he was he was drinking too many bottles and just got sick to his stomach he did not get drunk no No. (laughs) so
2: no and that because i was reading a little bit about i you know i tried to keep up on it and i was reading about that and they they were saying that it it metabolizes the alcohol in kombucha metabolizes in your body different Mm. than like a beer it's like a beer. What do they say? One drink per hour or something like that. Something right? like that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, kombucha you could probably drink even if it was higher in alcohol. From my understanding, from what I was reading, even if it was like two percent, three percent, you could drink that, and in like twenty minutes, it'd be through your system. So it's kind. Of, it's interesting. I I wonder. I'm not sure what's gonna happen. It'll be kind of. And that's all the behind the scenes stuff that people mm-hmm. don't see when they're just shopping on the shelf. Right.
0: So, I did want to touch on how you maintain the nutrients by the time it gets to the consumer. You guys bought a kombucha <laughs> yeah, a refrigerated truck man. or van, sorry. Yep. yep. And- I
2: drive around and bring it to the ones by the high v's and. And is it, it as long
0: as it stays refrigerated, it maintains the nutrients? Well, that-
2: so the nutri- the thing with fermented foods, um, you know, whether it's sauerkraut, uh, kimchi, kombucha, mm-hmm. apple cider
1: vinegar, apple cider
2: vinegar, because they're fermented, they will last like a long time, years. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, um, and because we don't pasteurize you can know that there are nutrients in there. So when you pasteurize something it kills everything, right? So we don't do that. Let's
0: let's stay on that.
2: Yeah. What is pasteurization? So pasteurization is literally heating up the product mm-hmm. to there's different like Tempestors, processes yeah, but you heat it, it up dance. really hot for a sustained period of time and the goal of pasteurization <laughs> is to kill all the bacteria so that the product can sit on the shelf longer. Ooh, That's well you want to keep the
0: good bacteria, right. in kombucha. In kombucha, yeah, absolutely. So like, well. but there are cases where it's good to yeah. have pasteurization.
1: Well, it kills. So pasteurization was brought in into the dairy area dairy was the, to yeah. kill the bad bacteria. But mm-hmm. when you do that, which people don't, I think, not realize, mm-hmm. when you're killing off your bad bacteria, you're killing off your good bacteria. It's kind of counterintuitive. It's yeah, it's It's kind of it's good. Yes, it was brought in for a good purpose in one sense, but in the other sense, now everything that's pasteurized is there's nothing healthy in it. That's why they're reintroducing you know yeah. vitamin d yeah. and calcium why do you think they're oh this has is calcium fortified it has this in it it has those because they have to put that back in there and even like in the kombucha industry kavita is pasteurizing their kombucha yeah. no. and then they're adding powder probiotic well did they have to say that no on their they're bottles? No, did they, they actually
2: yeah no. they actually had a <laughs> they're, lawsuit. they're also being sued yes. oh my gosh well because they claim that it's living and raw but then they pasteurize it they're somehow it. someone found that out i have no idea how they found that out they probably emailed and were like i don't
1: know and then i know brew doctor even even though brew doctor doesn't isn't in a lawsuit right now they say well we don't disclose what we do but we do something to our product to give it For a shelf life something but it's like well that's sketchy because you're probably yeah, be pasteurized you have is. to heat that's the only way to I, do that so well and that just gets
2: back to i think the whole pasteurization thing it's not good because if you think no. about why is it even a thing it's because that way then we can sell more products further out Right? And so longer. like a company in California, like where a ton of food companies are in California. Well, if they didn't have pasteurization, they would never be in Minnesota, right. never yeah, because it would go yeah, bad.
0: Yep, yeah. It is smarter and more important to buy local yeah. because you know that right. you're getting a product where right. you're getting everything that you wanted, the effects that you wanted from yeah, kombucha. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's from California, everything has already disappeared. Yeah, especially
2: if especially if someone's adding powder probiotics, their um, potency can reduce over time, and it will reduce over time yeah.
0: you know companies that use powder well products? yeah so All kavita adds yeah.
2: powder gt synergy or i shouldn't say synergy some of their the gt's brand adds pro it, it'll it, say on there if they list in the ingredient statement something like bacillus coagulans is a very common one if that's listed that it's means added. it's added because
1: people don't realize that yeah it's not
2: yeah it, uh, those are ingredients you are putting in so
1: has to be listed. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like ours is labeled kombucha, which sub ingredients are in parentheses. Then after that is all the other ingredients. Well, if we if we were to have sugar like at the very end, that means we would have, have added that sugar, but after we don't ferment. do that. Yeah. You know, and especially in kombucha, you'll see like whatever and then they'll add different things in there yeah. at the very end because they're adding it as an ingredient rather than only getting the natural occurring stuff and it's, Do you think that
0: other kombucha makers are doing anything like what you guys are doing? Uh, so I feel in, like in it, well, way? it's just so different based oh, on like yeah. the reverse osmosis and no added carbonation uh, and not uh, using the powder probiotics. It's so
2: commercialized now. I don't really think they care. I just think it's, yeah, let's well, just even, make money. We have a big company. I mean, these companies yeah. are huge. In like, right. It's like we need to sell thousands and thousands of units, and like we do, do whatever too. it takes
0: to get there. Yeah,
2: and so it, it's really sad to at see the cost that. of the consumer. Again, like with pasteurization, all of that is in place because well, we need to sell more for yeah, cheaper, further, further out yep. to more people, and it just it just snowballs and snowballs until. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have these
0: science projects. It takes away like, the integrity
1: of the product. You really no longer, okay, this is not even really true kombucha anymore because it's Scott right. you know, doing well, all these we things. We don't even know what
2: some of these bigger companies, like what kind of processes what are they doing? doing? Well,
1: and, like, I mean, it's good yeah. to have
0: people like you... Telling us this because I mean, still, I feel like I was pretty educated on reading labels, but I didn't know what you just told me about. Like it, when it's in parentheses, that's yeah, what sub-ingredients. you've just described sub ingredients, and then right. when it's outside of the parentheses, then those are added ingredients. Right. But well, they don't have to say added.
1: No. No, exactly. and even yeah. GTS, and it's not listed on his, but he has electrolytes. Well, the only way you get electrolytes into your kombucha is by adding sugar. I mean, or salt. Salts, yeah. Salt <laughs> is the only way to get your electrolytes. Well, if you have, a, but it's not listed. He does not have yeah, so salt added So I don't know, he's so I don't know why he's. Yeah, because that's the only way to have that on there. That's the only where where electrolytes come from. But it's not listed. But then when you look at his sodium on his bottle, it says there's sodium, sodium such oh, and yeah, such like, a percent.
2: You look at ours.
1: Huh. We don't have sodium Zero milligrams. I wonder you know, why most because brands there's don't. No, there's no salt no added. Salt. Tea, yeah. You know, or or sugar. The big thing now is Target has their own brand. Costco has their private own brand, label. private label. Well, when you look at Target's kombucha, they have on there MB MB something 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 which is a probiotic that is specifically oh, yeah. made for them by someone to put into their kombucha <sighs> to bring their probiotic count up. Yeah. Right? Mm, so it's it's you know, just, just it's good just good reason to buy local. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just well, interesting. Well, kombucha's
2: but... kind of interesting because there's no there's actually not a standard of identity for kombucha. So There's not really anything that says kombucha must be fermented for X, Y, Z with a living scoby, blah, blah, blah. Like that Mm -hmm. doesn't exist. So really, you don't necessarily know (laughs) how much kombucha
1: is actually even in there. You
2: can say anything you want on your label.
0: Mm, To a certain
2: extent. Right. But if you don't get caught, it doesn't matter. Right. So, you yeah, you can't say anything, but you can because if no one ever comes after you, yeah. you can yeah. just survive. So that's a, that's
0: a there. good point. So, yeah. at what point does like FDA or health and safety come out to you guys to inspect?
2: Yeah, so we have our product at least in Minnesota is under the a- agriculture department, so the yeah, MDA, Minnesota Department mm-hmm. of Agriculture. And so the the label is a FDA food and drug administration thing. So it has to, there's certain things that have to be in compliance. Like you have to list your ingredients and it has to be this bold. And then the nutrition fact panel has to be here, but they don't take and like, look at your label and say, we're going to test this and make sure that doesn't happen. Unless someone says, I'm really questionable about this. Hey, FDA inspector, can you check on this?
0: See, that's where I want more protection for consumers because particularly for supplements yeah oh, we don't yeah. know yeah. what's in there who's monitoring Synthetic. it i mean especially <laughs> when it's just a white pill it could literally right. be anything inside and you just hope that you're getting the benefits
2: yeah. right i don't well we're not really not a big, big believer in supplements in general um, yeah
1: depends on where they're yeah sourced from, i mean but yeah i think but, you have to be but careful to your point yeah
2: you really don't know even if it is a supposedly reputable company,
1: they could be lying to you. You Well, You don't know. You're right. Even with that, you know, talking with people, because we do so, we talk to so many people. One of the things with supplements that people, they'll say, well, I I take a probiotic. And Mm, it's like, okay, it's shelf stable. It's not living. It might have been living at the time it was produced in a factory. Now it's dead. But it has to travel to the shelf. And even then, it's sitting Mm -hmm. on a shelf. It's not living in raw anymore because how is it living in raw? And even if it is a good supplement, even if it's the best supplement money can buy on the market, your body only absorbs twenty percent of that product.
2: But so the thing with with pills and stuff like it, it's not like you're probably getting some benefit, yes, right? You you know, like a little bit twenty percent. Twenty percent. Is it worth the money? Probably not. You're probably better off very closely looking at your diet and then making sure yeah. you're buying raw, organic, local, and spending the money there. Small would farms, be right? Because with pills, yeah. to get anything into a powder form, you have to freeze it. And I, this is so funny. I met a couple guys that uh, started a probiotic company, and they oh, grow probiotics, liquid ones. So if you go, if you want to do probiotics, the liquid ones, those yeah. are good because. Yeah
0: liquid they, form
2: and in refrigerated yes. as long as it doesn't it hasn't been pasteurized so you're
0: taking like seals. a dropper or something yes
2: yep and it's very concentrated yes. it's a different deal it's almost more like the kefir realm okay that's kind of yeah. where that starts to go um but that's good
1: so how do you get your pro and prebiotics Ooh. biotics so prebiotic is so apple cider vinegar is prebiotic oats are prebiotic asparagus. Um, asparagus onions garlic is prebiotic chicory
0: a lot of chicory root pretty is, common yeah. foods, though that are prebiotic. so you guys are getting those things through food
1: yes yeah so one sense. of the things that people will say is 50 percent of your diet should be living in raw and then the other 50 percent, you know can be still healthy but doesn't have to be but so you should be trying to eat at least a 50 of your diet As living in raw and not you know not processed in some form this kind of brings us into this portion of what we do with our why we don't one of the things too with not carbonating we can take our product and we have done a ton of recipes we use it in ferment I've done tons of like chutney recipes where you've actually left the product out and you've fermented it and it's now living in raw it's prebiotic it's probiotic mm-hmm. it's just so healthy for you or you can do fruit ferment, which then you can take the liquid and then you can make you know mix that with your water. I mean there's just so many things we can do with our products so we always tell mm-hmm. people one of our big tag lines is think outside the bottle. So that's a big thing for us and we're working on eventually doing some kind of a cookbook with yeah. things that we've done but on our Instagram, there's tons of the recipes that we've done. We've put them on there with with the actual recipe so people can do them. But so it's like okay, you can take your vegetables and amp them up yeah. by adding mm-hmm. the kombucha, and then you're getting this. You know, we have a salsa recipe that isn't. Yeah, necess- Drake was telling oh, me yeah. about that. It's I so I good. curious. I mean, how the,
0: How did it turn out?
1: It's it's so really good. It's yes. really so popular. Good. We had the high V dietitians um come out to the brewery, which was a really fun yeah. day. Oh my good. gosh! Yeah, it was awesome, awesome. Amount, and yeah. and so we did a bunch of our recipes in product or you know we've taken whatever and we put them in recipes and then we let them try everything and that was one of the big favorites was the orange oh, yeah. mango so we used the orange mango kombucha and did an orange mango salsa
0: how and cool yeah oh,
1: cool. i've done like a radish so is salsa. this you
0: just experimenting Yes. Yeah. yep
1: seeing what sticks yeah. and then awesome. We did, that's awesome yeah and then my sister has helped me because my sister used yeah. to own a yeah. restaurant and a bakery and my sister had an organic restaurant years ago in Bayport, Minnesota. And so, um, she's really good at a lot of that stuff. Super and good, so yeah. she helped me do, we did a bunch of raw soups, the cold soups, the yeah, gazpacho, gazpacho. So. gazpacho. Yeah. So we did that. <laughs> and so we did all these raw recipes with soup. And so it's like, you don't That's have cool. to, cause we've seen recipes on other kombucha companies have done some recipes that they've gotten from their people that buy their product, but they cook with them. Well, that's defeating the purpose of why you're putting the kombucha. So we've done a ton. We have fermented, we have... Just fun ones where mm. I, there's so I could go on and on about the stuff we've done, but our Instagram has a ton of our recipes on there. And, and it, is Hyvee
0: considering putting any food products of yours on or any of the recipes that you made on, on our No. shelves? Oh. No, we, no. I mean so they just really came out to look
1: at those. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and we just did those as a fun thing because their dietitians will do a lot of like store tours and try to yeah. help people be healthier. Yeah, so they'll take them around and be like, you know, here's options for you to eat. Healthy, like what's your diet? Okay, we can find this, this, and this, and so we wanted to give them some different ideas on, like, okay, maybe someone doesn't like kombucha that much or is unsure of it. Well, here's a smoothie recipe, like yeah. super easy. You can Smoothie's kind of mask easy. the the kombucha fermented taste a little bit, mm-hmm. but still get all those good probiotics. So um, that's
0: cool that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah
2: it's really cool. Yeah. I think that's a big thing that makes them stand out as a retailer is that they have those dietitians and. They're really accessible, so...
0: Tell us where we can find Lake State Kombucha. Yeah,
2: so um, all the hy V's in Minnesota, Lund's and Byerly's, mm-hmm. um, Colburn's... All
0: the Hy-Vees in Minnesota?
2: I think so, except for maybe, Bravo. like, one, but I'm pretty sure That's it's awesome. all of them. Yeah, yeah, they've been really good to work with. They, they are They very awesome. good, yeah. Um, yeah, Lund's and Byerly's, Colburn's, mm-hmm. most of the Colburn's, Cash Wise...
0: Festival Foods. Festival Foods. Jerry's.
2: Jerry's Foods. Wow.
0: You guys are making some serious headway. Yeah, there's a bunch more. Our, our website has and a You're still list. delivering to all these places. No, not all. Not no. quite all of them, but like <laughs> yeah. 75%. So. Oh my gosh. I know, that's really busy. So you have, at this point, you have five flavors. Yes. And if you guys have been hearing some clinking, we're not drinking beer. We're <laughs> drinking uh, kombucha. Um, so I'm drinking the mint lime, and it's really good. But my personal favorite is the blueberry hibiscus. Tell me about your favorite flavors and what you're hearing from customers
2: especially now that it's warm out. I like the mint lime probably the best. Um, that's our newest flavor. Normally the blueberry is probably my my top. Um, I mm-hmm. kind of bounce around because we drink them so much. But mm-hmm. the blueberry is also our, our best-selling product. Mm-hmm. And then you like it's the fruity. ginger.
1: Yeah, ginger. I generally like ginger just because I feel like ginger is so it's just good for your stomach and I just it's always soothing to me and then I do like we talked about this before we started the podcast but um I like our original because we just basically that goes barrel to bottle so it doesn't have anything extra in it and Mm -hmm. then i like to put the ingestible essential oils in it so like the lime and the grapefruit um lemon and then the turmeric um and black pepper combination which is so healthy so yeah
0: I was cringing when she said that before, yeah. <laughs> but I understand black yeah. pepper and cayenne or turmeric have to go together yeah. to make it effective to make
1: it effective and we don't add sugar post ferment so that's where we're a little different. Some kombuchas, I think even hum says it on their bottle that they're ten percent juice yeah, and some, so a lot of, of yeah, a lot of their there. flavors are are a little bit higher in juice so they're you know they're a lot sweeter so your sugar levels are higher so people don't like that they like that we're not adding that so we're less mm. sweet but yeah if somebody were to want that so i took the ginger one yesterday and i added just a little bit of maple syrup it oh, gave it such a good flavor i was yeah, like oh this that, is such a that sounds really good yeah it actually was so good so we try to play with different things and we try to put those out there for people to just kind of and that's why with the original right so with the original i i always put that on instagram like just kind of gives people things options. I, I do yeah like original, are you but. looking at
0: expanding the flavors yep yeah
2: There's so coming out yeah, we we're working on a few things just in the background with the brewery. Um, but once we get past that and have a little more free time, we uh, <laughs> we have two flavors that we want to do. Uh, the first one will be strawberry rhubarb. Oh, and then, yeah. yeah it's it's so, really good. It's, oh did, my gosh. gosh. We've done I'm some, a huge rhubarb fan. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: And <laughs> so when could we expect to see this strawberry oh, rhubarb? Could be know. a while. Hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully by fall. I bet it's a I long think, process. Yeah.
2: Well, it's not too bad, but it's. I just have other things that are <laughs> taking on priority. Um, you and know, life, life baby. Well, and we just well, life. Yeah. And, and we're
1: a hundred percent family owned. And which is, yeah, so, I mean, which is awesome because we are truly like grassroots, mm-hmm. but so we move slower when we do stuff. Cause yeah. it just, you know, everything takes money and it, everything costs. Cause I know people are always like, Oh, you should have like, all." it's like, yeah, well, that, yeah, that would it, be nice. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't it? It? Yeah, like, why don't you help? Yeah. It's like everything <laughs> is kind of a slower growth for us. Cause we're trying to grow organically and you know, right. I want to touch
0: on your sponsors, your athletic sponsors. Cause I love this about your page on your website you have a whole page dedicated to your athletic sponsors
2: yeah so that was something you know like we talked about our family's super active and Mm -hmm. you know when we were earlier on as an early company we were like well you know we should have some sort of like ambassador to help us and we had an ambassador for a while and she ended up moving out of state so we're like, well, now we don't have anyone. Then it was like...
1: Kirk, you found... You met Kirk at I the met, gym. Yeah, I
2: met Kirk through the gym that I used to go to, uh, Lions Gym in Robbinsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Kirk's there, and he... Um, I'm sure if you've seen Kirk, you... A lot of people actually probably on the podcast... just jacked. Well, he is. And they people might know him because he was on the... Was Bachelor? it The Bachelor? No, Bachelor- way. Oh, what's his
0: last name? Are you allowed to say uh, his last name? Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Kirk DeWint. Kirk, mm-hmm.
0: too. It's been how a How many while. seasons
2: ago was it, was, it? It was. It was, was probably four, yeah. five years ago now. He used
1: to also work at one of the uh, news places. Yeah, before. he was how, on TV. How far did he make it on The Bachelorette? I
0: don't
2: know, actually. I no, never saw it. Never no, I. It, oh, was, it was a while ago. I'm like, That's
0: I don't so watch that show. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't You're
0: know. not gonna like seek it out. No, yeah. yeah so
2: no. that was kind of how he got like, kind of like got kind of famous on Instagram. But he's also
1: a Spartan racer. Yeah. Yeah, so
2: we yep. ended up being Kirk does Spartan Racing, and where I was just like, you know, like I started to kind of become friends with him, we talked at the gym, and he drank our product too, before we started sponsoring him, and oh, he was wow. like, yeah, man, yeah. I really like it, and you know, it helps me for training, and he's obviously super conscious about what he eats, yes. mm-hmm. so I was like, well, hey, do you want? would you want to be like sponsored by us, and so we talked and we worked something out, and he was kind of our first like official athlete, and I didn't even realize like how good he was at the time. And then, <laughs> he's so good. He's, he's like, in the started, top 10 Yeah, he's like top nation. ten nationally in Spartan racing. Like,
1: and in the top twenty of the world. Gosh. Legit, yeah. yeah.
0: And Spartan racing is climbing walls and jumping yeah. over so logs yep. and stuff. So it's like crazy. Like a, like yeah. a
2: tough mutter but on steroids. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: right. He was telling
2: me the one race, one of the like high end races, they're all kind of different, but some of like whatever the national series are like The pro level ones are like, it was like 5,000 feet of elevation gain over like 12 miles. And like, he is very impressive. Um, And that was kind of how we started with that. And we were like, you know, no one's really doing
1: that where they're sponsoring athletes, but it's such a good fit because Mm -hmm. you need to feel your body. They go together. You know, you want to do more than... Hey, we sell kombucha, we're super cool. (laughs) I don't know, we see that. We don't really fit in, our vibe does not fit in with like the brewers, like the beer, whereas some of the other local brands, they're kind of more geared for like the beer and like that. And it was like, that's really not our fit. And we just always want to help. That's one of our taglines also is helping people live healthier lives. Connecting with athletes. And so, you know, we have the curling team and we have a women's football team. And then Mm. we actually, Lacey, one of our girls, she came to us. A lot and of people did. Yeah, they. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are other two people Pretty did. too. Pretty much everyone else did it because they um, to asked. Us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they could. They
2: messaged us and they're like, "Hey, I, I'm I, I your product. I love your product. Like, yeah. would you sponsor me? Yeah, oh my it's gosh. been cool because all the people have done it good. Are like high level top people yes. like Lacy. We're like, well, we want to support local. Like these people have full time jobs, they have families, they have mm-hmm. friends, and like they're still balancing this. Ridiculous amount of athletic commitment with like a full life and right. trying to be healthy. So that's where, like, well, we can help you do that.
0: Yeah.
2: um And so for us, it's really good. And then, yeah, Lacey's in the top 10 for the women in,
1: yep. in the country. In Spartan, Spartan racing. racing. She's very She's competitive and very good. And
0: that's crazy. Um, <laughs> anything else that you guys want to add or share with the listeners? um
2: I don't know. I I mean, we just, we're really grateful we can do uh, the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having us. This This is so good. I think there's a lot of uh, still educating. People know what kombucha is now, but... There's so many like little subtleties in the food industry that are kind of deceptive, honestly. And so we we're, we do our absolute best to not be like that. And we want people, we truly want people to be healthier. And so that's why we yeah. we do our best with our product to give a really healthy option. And through recipes and supporting athletes, we try to make a difference. We're not in and it just for whatever yeah. here, buy our product, things yeah. like, no, we, we really care about yeah, in so, our
1: community and, and doing and not just expecting people to support us locally if we're not supporting local yeah. or yeah. supporting yeah. our community yeah. mm-hmm. and so that's why like our with our athletes these are local athletes and then we have some nonprofit organizations things that we also participate with Mm -hmm. and you know so we try to and we try to buy local we always try to do some cross marketing on our instagram with you know so we try to always support local and sustainability is trying to buy local go to your farmer's market it's it's not just about buying i think people think of sustainability as organic oh or something like yeah you know what i mean yeah but it's like buying locally and trying to support like local farms and that way
2: if you really want to do that, you know, don't buy from a brand that's not in Minnesota because think of how much it takes to get that product here mm-hmm. across the country yeah. on a truck. You are all your CO2 emissions like you can reduce that by just not buying it or buy something local where
1: yeah, for Minnetonka like it
2: is like 10 miles away. You can't beat that right or a local mm-hmm. farm like we get meat from. A farm and i think it's in cannon falls it's like yeah there's a lot yeah do,
0: i think so. i think a lot of that gets lost with people like oh it's just for them they see the dollar sign on on local products yeah. or organic products and it, it's just not worth it or it's too expensive yeah. but i'm grateful that you guys were able to kind of shed some light on why it's important. Yeah. yeah. And you know, talking about the process and fermentation and like what you're actually getting when you buy this bottle and so for, you know, an extra dollar whatever it is, right. it's worth it for oh. your health. Yeah. And yeah. I think
1: people don't like uh, health aid and and uh, like Cavitas owned by Pepsi health aids owned a big chunk of health aid is owned by coca-cola well those are you're just fueling the corporate america yeah and even yeah. like you know synergy gt's people refuse you can just tell there's people that will not not buy his product oh, and it's yeah. like that really dude, yeah oh yeah we, we see it at,
2: crazy things
1: we and... see people like totally see us and they know we're sampling kombucha, but they will just avoid. And they're pu- as they put their yeah. synergy in their car, and they will like literally scowl. Yeah, like, like just kind of oh, go yeah. away from it. Like, like I'm it's sorry. Like, come my on, goodness. Like
2: you guys, like you want to, you act like you want to support local and be sustainable. You are giving this dude your so money. much credit. Like, GT Dave sells in Costco. I have a friend who works in Costco in Minnesota. He told me that in one store they sell. 1500 six packs in a week one Costco <laughs> he is a nationwide Costco wow. start doing the math on that oh, and he's... just think about how many bottles that is i did the math for the minnesota location so seven stores it was like 16 million bottles in a year can you even like grasp
0: that, no, that mean that's it's... unreal well and then when you think about the quantity you wonder about the quality
2: when you know the back the back end of food processing manufacturing you start to have a very different view of things like what people say we talked about with the pasteurization and getting product across the country i mean there's a lot to it where you don't think about that you just see oh it's on the shelf this is great well how did it get there who made that you know all these different things that are obvious but you just don't think about it and that's nobody's fault like well you don't why why would you think about that yeah but being in the food industry that's where i came from frozen food and now i'm in the beverage industry it's just very you start to see it and you're like wow okay this is interesting like i love
0: something. this you guys are trailblazers i mean, I mean I, try. and and it was all like a, a fun discovery like just looking up yeah. local kombucha Places or people, and you guys were the first ones that popped oh, that's, up. That's good. Oh, yeah. So nice. good marketing. Right. Nice uh, job. Well, well, it's working. I think that's more just um, luck, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I try, but. <laughs> but you know, knowing knowing the way that you guys bottle and your practices and stuff, I think um, it's important to get the message out there. And so even something as little as uh, us talking in our basement <laughs> like, yeah, no. maybe maybe we can help so buy mm-hmm. lake state kombucha uh, go to your luns and Vs or you could get it delivered via Coborns. this episode is brought to you by prosol where microsoft office experts create custom solutions to meet your unique business needs learn more at www.prosolmn.com problem solve. on the next episode of learn laugh leap We'll be giggling and gloating about goats. That's right, we're talking about goat yoga. Get ready.